Hello, I'm Vada. I'm Carlo. And you're listening to VCR. Hello, Carlo, and may I say, what a wonderful day this is. Uh, yeah, oddly, uh, this won't actually apply in any way to our listeners. It is actually Turkey Day for us on the day yeah. we're recording this. It is, and I was I was just trying to to avoid because I know you hate it when I when I time stamp things. <laughs> Ordinarily, I do, but given today's subject, I it, for me it calls to me. It makes sense for me today because it being Turkey Day, um, ordinarily, and I I hope y'all were careful and didn't everyone didn't go off and do this. <clears throat> uh, ordinarily, people like to cram into a room with all their relatives, even the ones they really don't like, and try not to talk to, about politics. For a good four hours, while um, their mom, uh, somebody, somebody's matriarch of the family, really ho- tries to hold together and not like slit anyone's throat. Um, for me, it's a day traditionally of overeating, drinking a little too much, and wanting to get the fuck away from my family. That's how I celebrate. But if we're going to do it, it is still about overindulging at uh, dinner time at the dinner table. Usually football, I'm told, but I don't care about that. For me, when everyone else runs out to get themselves stuck in front of the screen and watching football, I like to go out with one or two of the other people in the family that don't really care for that sort of thing and light up a cigar. And I totally agree with that. I know that, you know, I'm a, a right now, I know my mom's slaving away in a kitchen just over there uh, making all the from scratch pumpkin pies and a couple of pecan pies and has the turkey roasting and everything. And, and she's going crazy doing that. And then later on, we'll join her. And, you know, when I'm, when I'm at that point where I, I just, uh, even though Thanksgiving is a time for coming together and, and giving thanks for, for all the things that we have. And right now, 2020 is the perfect example of us needing to give thanks for all that we but not have. get together but, but not but get together not necessarily get together but once i get you know once i've had enough of my togetherness with family i too like to go outside and enjoy a nice cigar is there so, anything better after a big meal no you know what Even really there isn't there's something very relaxing about a cigar that just i mean t- makes the digestion work better if you ask <laughs> me you know it's like Ah, oh, puff, 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 relax, sigh of relief, and just chat amicably. There you it's go. A, it's, it's, it really is. A, they, they used to say this about cigarettes, that they were, it was a pause that refreshes. Mm-hmm. Really, it's two minutes of sucking it down as quickly as possible. A cigar is the, oh, no, we, you won't be bothering me for about an hour. Thank you. Like, you yeah. just, no. Hey, can you come in, come in and do something? I have a cigar. No, thank no. you. No. I'll be here. So anyways, we were discussing the Prussian War. Like, it's just, have a discussion. <laughs> or, hey, you know, anyways, Goku could totally fight Superman. Or whatever whatever discussion you want to over-intellectualize. It's better with the guy. And, and that is a good debate to have, because I think Superman would totally win. But, you know, that's just me, you know? <laughs> well, Goku's entire story arc is then he died, and then he got back up. But if you're talking about a fight, then Superman would win, because he only died one time. Yes, that is true. He dies, he dies all the time. He dies one time. <laughs> see i just you know I, I, I guess that would be another show here but um, yeah. <laughs> but that we'll cigar let, let's get back to that cigar yeah that let's delicious that delicious cigar and a cigar really is if, even if you're by yourself is just a meditative state you know to light one up and kind of enjoy oh, it absolutely. and you relax in your thoughts and get that wonderful perfume of the tobacco kind of you know, whiffing around you. And, and the reason you 
some of you may be wondering why the hell are they being so reverent about a cigar is because there is a certain degree of reverence to a cigar. And me and Carlo are going to take you through that uh, because there's an entire art form to smoking cigars and picking cigars, even right down to how you let the cigar die out because you don't necessarily crush it out. But we'll get into that a little later. Every Um, aspect of smoking cigars has a form of ritual to it. Mm-hmm. at its best at its height or even even at, even at the, at the lower end when, when it is really just a um i'm gonna go over have a couple of beers with the boys um let me stop at a gas station and they have a, one of those little rinky dink little humidors let me grab something even in that in that moment of uh, let me just grab something i like to um spoil myself uh honestly it's okay Brutus did it, so <laughs> <laughs> Brutus is part of the show now. Uh, Carlo Martini, cat my, my Martini cat is, well. is part of the show. <laughs> they so, want to um, chime even, in on cigars, <laughs> even like the rinky dink little humidor at the gas station. Or when I spoil myself and I like to do this, I'll go either because because we're in Texas, I go to uh, one of the larger specs and go to their walk in humidors. Mm-hmm. Or when, um, when I have the option, there is the I, I have a tobacconist. <laughs> I go down to the um, the Briarwood shop in um, in West U here in town. Uh, it is a gorgeous place. They treat smokables with uh, with the utmost respect. Um, a buddy of mine, I won't I won't name him here, uh, but go in, look for the guy, the finely dressed gentleman who knows everything about cigars. If you ever if you're ever in the area, they're not paying me, but if they want to send me a couple of sticks, I mean, I'll split it with you. But there, there's the ritual of like choosing what you're gonna smoke. Even if you have no idea, there's still like some little hints on the wrapper, the, uh, on the plastic wrapper around the cigar or the box if you're lucky, or the wrapping of the actual tobacco leaf around it. All these little hints to give you an idea of what you're kind of going to get into, different shapes. Speaking of that, how would you, if you didn't, if you knew nothing, what would you think that you're looking for in a cigar? There isn't a right or wrong, but like what, what draws you to something? Yeah, and that should be really the first question anyone should ask. And and I think me and Carlo have a good uh, tip for that as the train goes by again. Uh, but I think we have a good tip for that. Uh, in case you don't know, that uh, this is recorded in a very ghetto part of town. So we have all kinds of noise things happening. But I assure you, we are classy people. Uh, <laughs> but getting back to it, the the truth is when you if you are a first time cigar uh experience what you want to do is you don't want to go in there and you don't want to pick the spiciest cigar if there's someone there and then this i'm talking about a place where you're not going to a gas station to pick out a cigar me and carlo can probably get away with that because we know enough about cigars to say hey this is a good cigar this is probably not you know and we know how to get in there and pick one you know even if it was just like gas station but if this is your first time you really want to go to a place where there is an aficionado who can kind of guide you through it and the first thing you want to do is you want to be kind of honest and be like this is my first time picking a cigar and they're going to treat it like the you know like 
you are giving birth or you are about to, you know, have your birthday and they're going to, they're going to kind of talk you through it a little bit. And they're going to ask you, what do you like? You know, what are your flavor palettes? And you uh, really you smoke cigarettes. You ever, ever tried a pipe? Mm-hmm. What, 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 say, what portfolio are we working with here? Yeah. And, and the other thing that you kind of want to do, because not everything is made exactly the same. And someone's version of spicy may not be someone else's version of spicy. So you want to be careful about that. So you want to start off with a mild cigar. Just say, I would like to try a mild cigar. Um, tell them nothing too strong. You know, something kind of light and flavorful. And but see, nothing flavored, dipped, or infused. Yes. You There's don't. time for that. There's nothing wrong with those, but that is a where in, in appreciating something, you should always appreciate it at its base form first and then branch out to the wacky stuff. Yeah. And, and I love some I love some infusions, but start with just mild, uh, look for something usually in a tan or simply colored wrapper, and it should be wrapped with tobacco leaf. It is not paper. Uh, look for those little veins and striations in the paper. Uh, if they hand you something and it looks like it's just brown, a brown tube of paper, that's a blunt. That's for weed. You don't need to shop there anymore. Just yes. walk away. Just just go ahead and leave at that point uh, because, you know, that's hopefully not the object of what you're doing. You're going in there to get a cigar. And a few things that you do want to know, let's say no one's around. Well, you there are certain things that you want to be able to kind of eyeball and know on your own. And one of those is like when you pick up a cigar, it should not be hard or crispy it, it really shouldn't crackle when you touch it no <laughs> it should be, absolutely not that it means should, it's yeah gone. <laughs> it's been sitting for a while that they haven't had it in 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 proper storage and you don't want that cigar it should not be crispy or hard yeah they um, shouldn't be charging for that cigar yeah it should really really that should be thrown away what you yeah. want to do is you want to find a cigar that's going to be uh kind of supple a little firm, not not super firm, but a little firm, a little soft, that nice little medium in between. Mm -hmm. You should be able to squeeze it and feel the the give, but your fingers should not like leave an indention or an impression in it either. Yeah, and you um, certainly shouldn't be trying to leave one. Yes, don't um, don't go crazy and like, oh, I'm gonna squeeze you so good. You know? Yeah, <laughs> don't don't do anything like that because be you're about to pay for that. Firm squeeze. Sort yeah. of like picking good fruit or good mm -hmm. or good vegetables. Like just give it a little bit of a, a squeeze and see what kind of give. It should have a little give, yeah. but it shouldn't be as squishy as like um, it's not an avocado. Yeah, <laughs> you know it's it, you know but it should it, be crispy. But you hit it. It's a lot like tomato picking. You wanna you wanna feel mm -hmm. that give, but you don't want it to give too much. And definitely, if you find a cigar that has any kind of indentions in it, you don't want that because it affects okay. the flow of the cigar. The other thing mm -hmm. that you don't want is if it looks. I mean, cigars come in different colors, but if you see discoloration spots on the cigar, like maybe there's a couple of white spots, uh, you don't want that, and that should never have made it to the store. Uh, yeah. The other thing you want to do is, I've already told you, you definitely don't want anything crispy. You don't want anything hard. You just want it soft and subtle. You don't want anything that looks like it has an incline on it or that looks like it's crooked because there's there's a proper way to roll a cigar. And those indicate that those were improperly rolled and you don't want those. Yeah. That, or they, or they didn't take care of poorly. Mm -hmm. um, I think a usefulness, if you're lucky enough to go somewhere with a proper human or with uh, an attendant or an aficionado, mm -hmm. 
you'll notice they won't be interested in upselling you for upselling to work. Hey, why don't you just get like a couple of boxes? You know, you're a, you're a cool guy, right? They won't be interested. They're like, what do you want? What are you looking for? Uh, why do you enjoy a cigar? How would you like to enjoy a cigar? I, one of my favorite questions was, when do you smoke? Well, what, what does that mean? Like, do you prefer to smoke like in the course of a day and take a little break after a meal? How about before bed? I was like, after a meal is probably my favorite time. I don't usually smoke during the day. A beer on a patio is a great time for a cigar. And I would never smoke within an hour or two of going to bed. And it's nothing I had thought of. That's, that is dyed in the wool who I am. That is who I am as a cigar smoker. But I had no idea until my, until my, um, uh, my, the attendant at, at my tobacconist asked me that, like, because that's part of it. That's going to change your palate. Because a cigar, right before bed, you're going to wake up feeling terrible. Your mouth will taste like it still tastes like an ashtray. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. If it's a couple of hours out, you'll have a great time. Won't it won't uh, won't uh, hurt you at all. If you want to do it in the middle of the day, you should go something lighter, something easier, so you don't have that breath the whole time. You don't have to worry about like, is it going to get in my clothes and then I have stale sm uh, smoke smell? Mm -hmm. No, go something lighter and mild, and the smoke will go away. You'll just be a soft aroma of the burning tobacco as opposed to stale smoke. Brilliant. Thank you for, for teaching me this, like this way of thinking and choosing what uh, kind of a smoke I'm going to get. And that that shows the um, uh, more of that ritual and more of that, like the dignity in smoking cigars, because you have to have it. You're, it's not expected like, eh, I smoke cigarettes, so I often smell like, a, like, like an ash can. Like, that's just OK, because I smoke cigarettes. It's not, but we put up, everyone puts up with it. <laughs> yeah and no and and that's absolutely true you don't want to uh, being someone who appreciates cigars this isn't something that you're going to go out and chain smoke so this isn't an addiction type of thing and you shouldn't treat it like that it, i mean that's unless a you cigarette. are addicted which you try to quit right you know which <laughs> which you know that's a pretty expensive addiction because cigars can be pretty expensive yeah. but you know um that's one other point that we should bring up. You know, if you have a price range for your cigar, and trust me, sometimes mm -hmm. you should, uh, you should tell them that. Like, I'm trying to stay in this price range. And they should, and then they're probably going to ask you, you know, what kind of price range are you trying to stay in? Yeah. And you have all kinds of price ranges. Trust me, you can get uh, a couple of really good cigars for just a couple of dollars. You can get some really good cigars for like 10. And when you're getting, you know, the 20s per or a cigar, you know that that can add up after a little bit yeah. you know and it's so, important to realize because cigars are closer to wine than like uh are closer to wine than vodka there's a lot of difference in what you could the the, the, the ceiling gets really high mm -hmm. absolutely but with the higher price you get specificity not better quality yes there's, to a degree you do of course like you know a four dollar cigar and a twelve dollar cigar more work probably went into the $12 cigar, probably, but there's no guarantee. And even if they're, if it is a higher quality, that doesn't matter if it's not a flavor you like. If you want something like tastes like crack, a little bit of like smoked pepper, or if you want something that tastes like green tobacco leaf, then that's what you like. It doesn't matter how much more you're paying for it. If it's not something you're not going to enjoy it, you truly are wasting your money. Yeah. And another waste of money. Okay. If this is going to be your first time and I'm going to emphasize this, not that there's anything wrong with it. There's a time and a place for it. But if you're going to start off with a, a cigar and 
Carlo mentioned this. Don't jump into flavored cigars because that can go really wrong really quick. And also that's just kind of a, a cheap smoke too. If you're going to do a flavored cigar, let's say strawberry swishers or stuff like that, not that I'm endorsing these products, but as an example, <laughs> well then- I'm actively the opposite of endorsing that. I'm condemning that product. Right, you know, what you <laughs> want to do is go down the gas station, get one of those and uh, just, you know, who cares what you do with it. But you can do that later. You don't have to do that as your first time real cigar you know get yourself if, if a education and indulgence is your goal mm -hmm. don't worry about that now first learn what you like if if cigars were beer and you're going to go get like a flavored swisher that would be the uh natty Lime ice of beers right there <laughs> That's the that's the Mad Dog 2020. That is definitely the Mad Dog 2020 of of beers. Uh, so you don't want to really do that, you know. Go off to a nice place and pick yourself a good cigar and be honest with your aficionado as to what you're looking for, what your price range is. And remember, tell them you need to start off with something mild because it's your first time. And, you know, again, they're going to treat it like it's the first time you've had sex. Like, oh, you poor thing. Come here. <laughs> Let me show you what I got. <laughs> that is not true. They, that is not true. They will, they will treat it with the, uh, if, if they're any good at their, if, they're, it's a, any, if it's a good tobacconist, we're lucky. Houston has a lot of them. If they're good at it, they're going to, they're going to treat you like you're just, you, like you're, you're pledging for a, for, now not even pledging for a fraternity. It's, it's closer than that. There is every time I have, anywhere I've been. Um, when I was brand spanking new to, I am not, I do not consider my official, I'm an aficionado. I'm a, an enthusiast. That's mm -hmm. where I put myself. But I am still, whenever I've, I've been with people like, oh, they've never been with before. Let's, we're finding them something. They're always excited to share a passion. Mm -hmm. There's no like, oh, you poor dear. Oh, you schmuck. You're, we're going to take you, take you to the cleaners. <laughs> There's never any kind of grasping hands. It's always like, this is a great hobby to an extent mm -hmm. uh it's a, it's a fun thing to do it's nice it's relaxing here's all here's why it's great here's why i genuinely love it and you can always tell someone who genuinely loves a topic versus somebody who just likes being uh superior and shitty yeah exactly someone who exactly. loves it wants to share it it will invite to it they would love for you to try it they want they can't they can, i'm so excited that you're giving it a shot that's someone who loves it and that's who you should be buying from mm -hmm. go to a shop and that guy is not there Go to another shop. You'll find one, I promise. Exactly, exactly. So now that we've kind of taken you through a small journey as to what your first time cigar experience should be, let's talk a little bit more about the cigar itself. And this shouldn't take that long, I hope. But like just a quick anatomy of how does a cigar work? Because a lot of people think, well, you just light it up and smoke it. Uh, that's not true there is a little a, more complicated than that yeah it is slightly more complicated than that uh you want to know the anatomy of the cigar the end that you light is referred to as the feet or the foot of the cigar the end that goes into your mouth is the head of the cigar and that little cap right under the head is the shoulder all right and the shoulder is important to know about cuz you don't want to cut a a two above the shoulder or two below the shoulder because you could cause a cigar to unravel all right this is important a lot of people don't know this in the first cutting because well 
we even discussed cutting mm -hmm. but um for for most of the shapes when they cut it they think it's supposed to be flat on both ends that's incorrect yeah it's not it should be if you if you think of the the head as a bald man's head skin it don't don't cut the, the cap off the head just skin it so there should be like like almost just the meniscus is being removed and if you're using something like a um, guillotine, which I usually go for, though it's not my preferred, I usually go with a guillotine, um, a double guillotine. So it has two little blades that come from either side of the device and just sort of snip the tip. Mm -hmm. um, it should look like, um, I mean, not to go Freudian, I don't want to go that way, but <laughs> no, it's, uh... <laughs> it should not be, it should not be flat. It should still be tapered. If yeah. uh, if you have like a Corona cut or a Robusto cut, the normal like the normal cigar shape, if you have that more rounded, tapered Torbido style, it should still have. Either way, both of those will have a little bit of a con of a concave coming towards the center and just a little tip at the end. And you should just yeah flatten it at the top, just flatten it at the top because that's where your draw is going to come through. If they're flat on both ends and you've ruined the cigar and you've possibly you're going to cause the cigar to start unraveling. And you're going to you get bits in your mouth that. and oh yeah. simple. It could you can't stand it up that way. Mm -hmm. If you cut enough off that you can stand the cigar up on the end that you cut, you're going to have it's going to be too open amount uh, too open so you're just going to get burnt at uh, burnt smoke coming through and you're not going to mm -hmm. get as much flavor it'll start to unravel and you're likely to get start uh, get lots of little bits of uh, wet tobacco in your mouth yeah and it, and it's going to be horrible it will be a horrible experience if you do that so you want to make sure you just cut it uh, above the shoulder around the basically the cap of the head mm -hmm. and just and, and now we should probably talk about a cut. But if this yeah. is your first time, the one thing that I'm going to recommend for you is there are, so, there are a million different ways to cut a cigar. They have all kinds of devices out there. Mm -hmm. But if this is your first time and you were fortunate enough to go to a shop uh, where they have an aficionado, then they will cut it for you. They Absolutely. will ask you, would you like that cut? And your response should be, yes, please. Because you don't want to ruin it your first time, yeah. especially if you've never cut a cigar. And again, they'll do, do this. It. Ask them to show you. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Now, if, if, if it's, uh, like, I, like I said, one of my, my, usual, one of my usual places is um, they will show you. They'll likely bring out, bring out the guillotine, little snippy bit, chop it off, watch them what, how they're doing it, um, and make sure they don't do it wrong. <laughs> yes. And there's, you know, and for those of you who are just like, you know, not really sure like how to cut it, or maybe you're scared to cut it or your hands get a little jittery when you cut it, there are these little devices just called punches. Yes. And you can buy them and they can go on your keychain and all, literally you just punch it through the cigar uh, head and it leaves this perfect hole and it's almost a better draw that way. It, Depending on who you ask, it, it's a lot. It's very divisive. A lot of people don't like it because it is kind of an open, an open cut. Mm -hmm. um, think of it as, uh, imagine a tin can with the top. Once you open it, it has a razor sharp edge on the side, like you don't want to run your hand over it. That pressed up against the very tip of the cigar, but it's smaller, so it's obviously smaller than the tip of the cigar. It punches in. It just takes a small, a, a small amount of pressure, but firm press in and it'll peel, pull when you pull it out the uh, it'll take off the the very very tip and a little bit of the tobacco from inside not enough that it ruins anything at all yeah. personally this is what i like to use but i lose them all the time i don't know why 
Um, I constantly lose my punch, so I, but I can always find a guillotine. And I am a monster. So I also have the, the an another option that is not good. Don't do this. But I keep my pinky nail long. And in an emergency, in a cigar emergency, um, and I'm, I've been, I was, a friend of mine told me that this is actually normal. This is considered, this is a, they call it the Cuban nail. They use that to just sort of in, make a little incision and cut like either little, like, um, uh, like just kind of little slices mm. and don't actually pull anything out at all, or actually remove the tip by just using a nail to kind of make a little circle, mm. like a cat burglar. Um, <laughs> I do that because I'm a monster, but I'm told it's like, I was told it's called a Cuban nail and that's a normal option. Huh? I don't know if that's true. <laughs> I don't know. I don't Now I know like when I've been in a cigar emergency, like when I've had a cigar or been offered one and I don't have a, a guillotine or a punch with me, um, I kind of do something similar, but a little bit uh, weirder. So I have some pretty well-defined canines in my mouth. <laughs> so what I'll do is I'll take that, the, the center of the, the head, and I'll do like a punch, and I will use my fang to kind of punch a hole through that and just uh, open it up a little bit by uh, kind of like tweaking it around my fang and so and then it ends up like just the perfect type of thing if i needed yeah. to so yeah. are these things that you should probably do probably not but <laughs> if, if, if you're like if you're at the opera with the the hunting huntingling orwells from from the from appalachian shore what no don't no, do that definitely not definitely not but if but you're if just you hanging with the guys why the fuck not yeah if you're just hanging with the guys and you know, none of them are probably going to have a uh, a guillotine then you go ahead and, and you do. It's that. only weird if you if it's only weird if you get to the point where you're you're so um, hoity-toity about your cigars. Which again, I love how ritualistic and how respected they are. But when you get to the point where oh no, I can't use anything but a uh, single blade guillotine, or it ruins the flavor. Shut up. Yeah, <laughs> basically that's that's <laughs> what you, you that. Need to do. But if if you're at the point where like no, I can only use my nail. Shut up. Yeah. Now, if if you have a with with the caveat, of course, of I only like this. I my grandfather taught me to smoke, and he always used his nail. He said that's the best way, so that's how I do it. I have nothing to say against that. All respect in the world. Yeah. But if you do it because you think it makes you fancy that you can only use one type of cutter or another, shut up. <laughs> yeah. No, seriously, you need to. Uh, the big downside people. to the punch, though, is you can't use it on a torpedo. <laughs> that's the one downside. And every time oh, I've yeah, had that is true. You can't really someone else that. offers me a cigar. It was a torpedo. <laughs> if, if, it's, if, it's, if it's a torpedo tip and you have absolutely nothing, I think it is perfectly acceptable because it comes to you like like this fine point. You can just bite that off if you absolutely had to. But do not try biting that off with anything else. No, it won't. It won't, you, it won't work. you are not going to be happy. Yeah. Um, but those, those are the kind of cuts that you uh, mm -hmm. that you might that you can run into. Find what works best for you. Don't feel like you can never venture away from it. It's a cigar. It's an indulgence. Yeah, you don't have to marry into it. You know, there are different methods. So just, you know, kind of find what you like and what you enjoy. Yeah. Um, now, Carlo, and th th this is a great debate for a lot of people. So we may not have an exact answer for you on this. Because I know Carlo has a different method. And I have a different method. But how... Do you light a stick up? All right. Here, here's the thing. 
I don't think, I think it's important that we have different, that there are different methods. You're wrong, Carlo. And I don't think, <laughs> I don't think they're universal. Personally, that's where I'm, that's the weirdest thing for me. I don't think it's universal. And you, you might be right, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, well, okay. First, what you're not going to use. Let me do you a favor. Don't you, it, they, it was famously shown in uh, the first Hellboy movie. You don't use a Zippo. You do not yeah. want to use that sort of fuel. It will give a sickening, burnt sugar, like tacky kind of like texture and flavor to the cigar if you use that kind of fuel. You can use a Bic. It's fine. A Bic is fine. Like a little, a normal little, it's fine. It's not as good. Um, the, it doesn't, it, it's going to make it taste a little funny. Laura's freaking out. He's like, no, never use a Bic. <laughs> But blasphemy, blasphemy. Oh, actually, there is something actually. I, I guess if we're going in order, we'll go from worst to then we'll get, get into the top two or three. The worst option is, is a Zippo. That is, you should never use a Zippo. That's that would be, the only thing worse than that would be like if you had a, a lit cigar and you tried to use another cigar to light it. That's the only thing that would be worse than a Zippo. Next would be a paper match, since paper matches are soaked in uh, essentially the same liquid as a Zippo. It's the same sort of liquid. It'll also taint the cigar, the cigar, and it'll taste bad. It like it won't matter what it was supposed to taste like. It'll have this weird hollow chemical smell and flavor. You don't want that. Um, a bic will do, but it doesn't really enrich or enhance the smoke. And chances are you're not going to get a good ring when you're actually smoking this uh, lighting cigar. You want to toast it gently with the flame. Then you breathe in, take the puff. Don't just suck it in, just puff, and roll it as you're doing it. That way you'll get a nice ring, an even ring. So it burns down as, as um, with that solid like hunk of ash at the end, a little cylinder of ash. That's what you want to see. So Bic will do, not the best. And this is where it gets complicated. Yes. Um, now, you want to you, you start with the good ones. Okay. <laughs> you start, and I'll, I'll jump into. All right. Uh, Let's I'm, not put them in order. I'm Let's sorry. Put the good I'm, I'm cleansing myself from all the horrible ways you've mentioned. Yep. I know. That's why I did that. That's why I, I did just, that. I feel like I need to go get some holy water right so, now. <laughs> so we'll say this. In no particular order, mm. we can discuss our personal order afterwards. Let's, we'll each, we'll go back and forth. Mm -hmm. A correct way. Yes. Now, there are two alleged correct ways in which mm -hmm. you want to uh, light up your cigar. And one of them I'm on the fence about, but the two proper ways, because Carlo did, you know, what he says, those are the least preferred ways. Uh, they, they can be done, but they are the least preferred, especially the paper match. And, and you are absolutely right. It's not just the chemicals too, but the other thing is a paper match won't last as long. It burns quicker mm -hmm. and you're not going to get the, the proper burn uh, that you need from a for the cigar, you know, because yeah. uh, it takes a minute to light up a cigar. Don't think it's just light and go, you know, it takes a minute to, to get that thing going. But the two preferred methods are going to be, one, you want to use what they call a long wooden match. Now, when you go to a cigar shop and an aficionado, not only will they cut it for you, sometimes they'll give you complimentary matches too. Yeah. And they will always be wooden stick matches and they're a little bit longer than normal wooden matches that you get from the grocery store or from other places Easily. yeah they're going to be a little bit longer because they understand that burn needs to happen for a little bit and so you want to use the preferred wooden stick 
match to light up your cigar. This doesn't really affect the taste of the cigar. Um, now they have said, and this is where my heart kind of, you know, like skips a beat every now and then. They also say the second preferred method is a butane lighter, not not the gas lighters like what you would get like at a gas station and you know the the dollar fix and stuff. The like ones that. that look like a torch. Yeah, <laughs> you definitely don't want to use a torch. Now I've heard people who like to use a torch. I, I'm not a fan of the concept of the torch, um, but that's just me. You know, yeah. if if you're if you're uh, you know, a crack pipe smoker and you prefer a torch, hey, knock yourself out. <laughs> but I myself am not. Uh, so they say a butane lighter is the second best because uh, you, the way butane burns, you don't really get that gassy chemical type of smell. Like the chemical burns off and it doesn't infect the cigar. Yeah, opposed to like how you would with the uh, the Bic lighters or those gas station lighters. Or, um, or even a match if you don't let the chemical burn off mm -hmm. like that little the initial like flare that needs to burn off completely then you're just the wooden match yeah that's when you bring it to the cigar that's an important step yes absolutely you mm -hmm. need to let that head of the match burn and then let it get to the body and then you start puffing it in so those are the two preferred methods as to how to light a cigar now let's talk about the actual art of lighting it itself Okay. Now what you are lighting up, that end part that you light up is called the feet. All right. On the anatomy of the cigar, like we talked about earlier, you want to toast that first. So what you're doing is you're lighting up, whether it's a butane or the match, you're lighting up and you're rotating the cigar in your mouth and kind of moving the match in a circular motion around the foot which causes the toasting but you're also not even, and you're not blowing in you're not sucking in air yet personally yet. i don't even hold i don't even hold it up to my mouth while i'm toasting i hold it out it's cut i hold it away from me and i watch what i'm doing just so i can see it mm -hmm. and i bring the flame around and i go butane lighter as my preference and i'll just make little circles starting from the uh out from the outside in and just get it all you're not you want to glow you don't want any ash to form yet you no. just want to get warmed up so it's ready to burn Yes. And then when it's ready, after you're done toasting, and you don't have to toast for a very long time, but you do want to toast all the way around it, then you continue to rotate, you put the cigar in your mouth, you continue to rotate it. And this is where you start puffing in. Don't puff out the cigar. It's not, yeah, a yet. You know, not yet. Puff, puff in like it's like a straw, you know, like, yeah. and so then, like just bring it into your cheeks. Don't bring it into, down into the into your chest. Exactly. And you want to rotate it. And the reason you want to rotate it is you want an even burn on the end of that cigar. Because if you're just holding it in place and lighting it, oh, I promise you, only a bottom part of that cigar is getting lit. And then you're going to have this wicked, horrible, you know, burn that like half of your cigar is going to look like it was, you know, chewed one, off. Yeah, you know? one will look like it'll be burned away, but the top portion of one or half the cigar will remain like this, like a mm -hmm. like cliff edge. Yeah, and it, it's going to be, yeah, off. it's the weirdest looking thing. And you don't want that. So you want to make sure it's an even burn. And that is the proper way to light a cigar. Mm -hmm. um, I don't think anyone disputes that method as to how you actually light it. I think the big dispute is what you light it with, you know. Marginally, yeah. You because, know. like, since I use a butane lighter, I don't have to rotate the cigar as much because I can move the flame around. Yeah, very like focused. Since you're more the matchstick guy, 
then you, it's really important and it takes more finesse to roll it properly because if you don't it's very clear when you do it wrong yes absolutely a little tip that is kind of gross if you do do it wrong and you start to feel and you can look at you just look at the, the band the the ring of it and it's getting a little uneven a lot of people like to lick uh, put a little spit on their uh, finger and just kind of slow down the part that's burning a little bit faster um just put a little just a little wet there and then it'll it'll slow the heat down uh, as it catches up i prefer to just avoid that completely <laughs> like that'll do i don't like it it feels it feels silly it feels like i did it wrong it feels like i'm failing at it <laughs> and that's and that's true no that is absolutely true and you do but i'm telling you if you do anything please make sure you got to even burn on that you yeah. that that is a that is if you're also let's just say you're in you're at a place and you're trying to fake that you know what you're doing that is the tail sign that you clearly don't know what you're doing as if you have yeah. an uneven burn that's, that's on that schmuck. cigar. You know who the schmuck is. Like, yeah, I was like, you you are a poser and you yeah. need to get the fuck out of here. Yeah. If um, you don't know, ask. If you think you know and you go for it, you're gonna look, it's going to look worse. It yes. always will. And that's why you need an aficionado. You definitely need an aficionado. Uh, if you're first time, definitely do that. Or if you're learning, listen to us and just be careful and enjoy focus Absolutely. on enjoying it and think of what's going to be the most enjoyable no one wants a bad ring on it no one wants a, a cigar that just tastes like ash and burning no one wants that chemical smell it's not enjoyable focus on enjoying it absolutely and just we've picked out something it. we've uh got made sure that it was fresh we got, got a good mild one to start with we've chosen our preferred cut we've got it we've lit it properly with a nice ring to it now kind of reinforcing that ritual thing you relax just relax and enjoy if you're with puff, people puff, enjoy your breathe out conversation. chat with somebody mm -hmm. now the the sort of the and here's a kind of the goal the the professional the 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 noble i'm not gonna say gentleman or gentle lady or any of that but the, the the one who knows what they're doing the one that i think you're at least an enthusiast at this point is the one that can keep you want to keep your ash on you don't want to top, top it off every second you want to be able to stay, stay there, which means you need a good ring. You can chat. You can gesticulate while you talk. And, and I, I, I prefer smoking with a group so I can have that like personal experience. But it is a – you've now committed to 20 minutes, 45 minutes, an hour and a half of chatting with people with a cigar in your mouth, maybe a drink. Um, and the ones that are when, – when you're good at it, you're not having to relight constantly. You're not, you're, you're getting used to that flow, the rhythm of it. I know that I breathe, I breathe in kind of heavy. When I do rarely have a cigarette, I, they don't last 10 seconds. Mm -hmm. I smoke really, cigar, cigarettes really fast. Cigars, I love how much time I get to take. Oh yeah. There, there's just an enjoyable sit back and, and let the flavors fill your mouth and, and enjoy yourself. The aroma that kind of fills the air. It yeah, doesn't the, get to this nasty stale smoke. It always smells rich of cooking tobacco, of toasting tobacco. Enjoy the perfume that's coming off of that cigar too. Enjoy and just enjoy, you know, the inhaling. But let's talk about that really quick. Mm -hmm. You don't inhale a cigar unless you want to die. <laughs> You're not going to enjoy it. Again, you should be enjoying this. Yes. It doesn't fight you. You don't hack up a lung every, every couple of puffs. No, and actually... Goal. 
it really shouldn't go into your lungs. That's that's the beauty of a cigar. When you're smoking it, it should fill your mouth. You should be able to taste it in your mouth, kind of like a wine, but you don't swallow it or inhale it. Because if you do, that's going to be super painful. It's not like a cigarette that, you know, a cigarette you inhale, it gets in your lungs and all that other stuff with a cigar. You don't want that because it is immediately going to come right out uh, because your lungs are not going to handle that well. It's going to burn and you are going to spit that out every which direction. So you do not want to do that. You might even start hacking a little bit. So you do not inhale a cigar. You puff it again, let it, let it swirl in your mouth and then just slowly release puff by puff or bit by bit, or, you know, that's what you do. You, if you like, uh, uh, I like a quick discharge. I puff, I puff, uh, big clouds of it, mm-hmm. almost like I'm vaping like an asshole. Um, mm-hmm. so I learned years ago though, the best way for me to slow down was to take up, um, blowing smoke rings and I'm quite good at it now. Um, because if I didn't, I would just take a couple of puffs and then <laughs> blow it all out instead of just kind of letting it ease out on its own. Just because that's how I smoke. That's just, that's how I am. It's, there's no right or wrong. Um, so I learned smoke rings in order to kind of get that rhythm. And, it, it, it does, and rhythm is the best word for it because if you smoke too fast, it'll start to burn, it'll, it'll start to burn too quickly. The cigar itself will be hot in your hand as you're holding it. Um, you might actually burn yourself. Just like you'll, you'll feel like you'll start to burn your lips if you're pulling too quickly. Because um, it's, it's, it's hot. It, it, there's fire on that thing. Um, if you go too slow, it'll cool off. Ash will start uh, to, cool, to um, get it to, uh, will start falling off too easily. And it'll, uh, it'll just go out. And then you'll have to relight it. And relighting always tastes a little bit funny. Yes. It's not bad. It doesn't ruin the cigar. But it's, uh, it's not as bad as a, as a, as a, stick, as a, uh, as a paper match. But it is going to add a little, a little ash and char to the flavor that wasn't there before. So it does and change you, the profile of the cigar. That. You want it just to burn all the way through, and, and you yeah. want to be able to enjoy that. So a cigar is something that you're supposed to enjoy kind of all at once. You don't want to do it in increments or like, oh, I'll come back to this the next day. I mean, you could, yeah. but you can. You really it won't don't be as good as, as starting it up. I, there, I, I've never enjoyed this, but there have been times when I've set a cigar down, I don't come back to it. And I've been, and I've, someone's like, that was that's like eight bucks. Like actually, that one was twelve, but I'm not going to light relight it because it's not the same cigar. That's on yeah. me. I've wasted my money. If no, I leave I out a, if I get a nice bottle of wine and I don't and I don't finish it or I don't like do something to preserve it, and I leave it out for a couple of days, that's not, not wine anymore. Mm-hmm. It doesn't it doesn't serve me to drink vinegar because I didn't finish my wine. So that's me. That's me being like uh, persnickety as I am, as I am want to do. Um, but, and that's, a, and I think that's a point. I think that's where we come to next. Now we've enjoyed it. Enjoy it. Go for what tastes better, what feels relaxing, what calms you, not what stresses you. Don't be too precious. Just learn, learn to get that rhythm and you'll get there. It's okay if the first couple of cigars go out or they burn too quickly. You'll get there. Practice. Take your time. Don't, don't, don't practice too often. This stuff does give you cancer. <laughs> Sorry. Forgot to mention, it gives you cancer. It will kill you. Uh, if it can, it will. But it might not. But and it might not. <laughs> before we talk about the next step, yeah. Before we talk about putting it out, I, yeah. I wanna I wanna hit on something kind of important because we we bring up this 
this word ritual a lot and why it deserves this kind of like respect and reverence compared to like regular cigarettes and stuff like that. And I just want to explain, and it's a very brief explanation, why we do that. Uh, it's something that a lot of us don't think about because we're just enjoying the moment, right? But it is said when doing some research on this, it is said that by the time you get that cigar and by the time you light it up and enjoying it, that one cigar that you are smoking has been touched and crafted by over 200 hands. And that was on the low range of how many hands this cigar has been through. And, and they're going back to like from the moment that they put the seeds in the ground and they harvest the leaf and the way they dry it out to the way it's Ooh. processed to how you roll it, how you cut it, how you package it, you know, uh, about 200 hands have been through that cigar. So there are people out there who have really, really worked. It is their vocation in life. Yeah. To get this one stogie in your hand. For, so there's there's a reverence and respect to that when you smoke it you know it's it's so you don't want to do it wrong because when you do that cigar wrong you kind of like you know fuck you and your 200 hands type of thing uh you, you don't want to necessarily do that you do want this degree of respect for it because it is a lot of work and that's also why they're so pricey. Some of these things are so pricey, not just because of the name, but because of how much work actually went into bringing you Absolutely. that cigar. Um, so you definitely want to make sure that you enjoy it and you appreciate it because a lot of work went into making that one cigar for you. So that's where the, the reverence kind of comes for com comes from, I should say. And it's and it's well deserved. All this love and passion goes into it, mm -hmm. and it should never be a let me sneak off and grab one real quick. Mm -hmm. No, 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 no. So much work and time has gone into it, and I, it makes sense to honor those people by truly enjoying it. Absolutely. And sense. this isn't something like oh my god, we just developed this uh, formula a few <laughs> few weeks ago. This is like age long formulas and techniques that people have been generations of working on working on like no this is our this is our seed this is mm -hmm. what our tobacco tastes like this is our roasting facility what we how we want it to taste this is the we smoked it this way for a reason yeah. it doesn't roll in a machine every so cigar any cigar worth smoking is hand rolled is hand rolled you don't fucking machine roll that shit uh <laughs> you hand roll that so, and, and like I said, there's an art form to it. There's even an art form to the size of the cigar. So you want to make sure that, that you give it its propers and, and smoke it in a proper way. Yeah. Which leads us to, Carlo, how do we put that shit out? <laughs> uh, you've, you've had the cigar. Well, I think just before how, let's discuss when. Mm. Um, as far as stubbing out your cigar, don't. Yeah, you don't what? stop. There's it, it is part of the ritual. It is part of the respect that went into that into that cigar. You should never stub it out. If you if you have to leave or something, leave and you have to go away. Get your in, uh, this is when you're smoking regularly at home. Get, invest in a really nice ashtray so you can set it down and let it go. Mm -hmm. um, if you have to dr like, drop it off, like I've I've dropped one in a wine bottle because was, I didn't want it just to be a 
free floating thing just sitting out in the back the backyard while I'm doing something else. I dropped it in, I dropped this cigar. It was like a, a thin like a Cordoba, like a really long one. Dropped it in there, finished it, let it let it smoke out. The smoke kept going for a while and then it died on its own. In a bit, and it, that was it more ignoble than I, I, I would ever prefer to do. Again, a cigar shouldn't be cut off, shouldn't be stubbed out. One, respect. Two, that's why it stinks. That's why cigarettes stink so bad. Like someone smoking a cigarette never smells bad is like when they stub it out and they leave it there, that ash cooling, like that ash being like forced out. Mm. That's why the, that's why the stale, nasty, sticking um, funk of old cigarette smoke is so offensive because it's old dead fire. Now, I think it's probably uh, evolutionary thing of like their enemies nearby. They left the fire for us. They, they left the fire. So we, we instinctively know this is not a safe place. This is not a good, good smell. It wasn't put out properly, so they left, they're still nearby. We're in danger. That's where I think it comes from, but that's where that stink comes from. Or that's what that stink, that effect that stink has, and it, it carries over the cigars as well. But if you let it smoke, it is a rich, smoky incense that you can finish your brandy or your beer or your shot, and you can chat for a little bit longer until it, until it goes out on its own. When you do that is also a great debate. For some people, uh, I've heard um, if it reaches the band, cigars tend to have a little, uh, like a sticker, like a little band around the corner, usually about a third of the way up or so, or a little bit less, maybe a quarter of the way up. And if it, can, if it touches where that is, depending on who you ask, if it touches that, you've smoked too much. You have to put it out. You can't smoke that, to, cannot smoke to that. I've also heard you cannot smoke past three fingers. You hold it, when you get it, you're supposed to hold it up, count three of your fingers, and wherever that third finger ends, that's where you can smoke it to, no more. Uh, I've also heard, no matter what, one quarter must be left in the cigar. Mm -hmm. I've also heard, fuck you, I'll be, I'm done when I'm done. <laughs> that, that, that's what I hear, now that's what I hear is the proper way. Yeah. <laughs> It's literally, and, and I know you think a lot of us may be joking here when, when me, when Carlos says that, but the, it's true. Like you're done when you're done is yeah. the preferred method of find what works for you. Yeah. If you feel now, a lot of it also has to do with the heat because the closer that comes to you, the hotter it's going to get. So at some point, mm -hmm. if it's too hot for you, well, that's where you stop. Uh, it doesn't necessarily have to be at the label and it doesn't necessarily have to be the three finger rules. It can be, hey, this is where I'm comfortable and it's starting to burn. So I'm going to stop here no. or maybe you're just done with the cigar and that's where you stop. And so those are probably the better methods. So a lot of people say there are different rules to it. It really does come down to your preference. If you're done at this point, that is when you're done. And that is when you put it out. The more respectful thing, as Carlo did mention, he's absolutely right, is how you put it out. You know, you want, you don't, you definitely, you don't want to crush it out. You don't want to throw it on the floor and, and stomp it out. You don't want to just like, you know, grind it into a... Uh, an ashtray, no, these are all considered inappropriate ways to put out a cigar. What you want to do is if you do have an ashtray, just put it there and let it burn out on its own. Or like Carlo dropped into a wine bottle and it burned out on its own. The point is that it burns out on its own. And they call it, you know, dying with dignity. 
Uh, the other reason you don't want to do that is when you crush it out, let's say you're with other cigar, you know, smokers like me, Carlo, and we have a couple of friends over and we're all smoking a cigar. It would be It'll happen again someday. I swear it will happen again. It will. It really will. We'll be outside and we'll smoke uh, another cigar, but it would be bad form for me to do that, to just like crush a cigar in front of them. Not just because it's visually offensive, but the fact and is that all factory. Right. The the fact is that when I do it, it's going to release this huge plume of smoke that's going to interfere with their smoking and could be offensive to the way that they're because when you're breathing it in and let's say Carlo is smoking one particular label and I'm smoking another label. Well, that smoke from my crushed cigar that he's now being forced to, you know, take in may ruin or interfere with his smoking. So you don't want to do that. It, it becomes an offensive type of thing, and it's not anything that you want to do. And this is if you're hanging with, you know, the big cigar aficionados kind of guy, you know, situation. You don't want to, you don't want to do those things. That's considered, like I said, bad form. So you just let it die out with dignity. That's what's supposed to happen. Yeah. And and that's pretty much taking care of that, right? Right. So the big question is. Carlo, when you find a cigar that you like, because it's not something that, I mean, you probably don't smoke a cigar every day, do you? No, I am at the height of it. I'm probably one or two every week. Or no, one or two, um, yeah, one or two a week at most. One or two a week. Well, see, I'm even on a, I'm on a lesser scale than that. I probably do, if I'm lucky, uh, three or four a year because i really have to be in a in a a mood for it so i don't do it that often and but when i do it i I just love the hell out of it so uh three or four maybe throughout the year i I know definitely my birthday is one of the days where i go light one up and and i love that so what do you do to remember the labels that the the brand of cigar that you like because again cigars are like wine or or things like that that you could you know pick one out oh my god i really like that i really wish i could remember what the hell i had it tends to be that where you where you cut it off i like to cut off inside the label Mm -hmm. so when i when i'm lighting it up before i light it i completely denude the cigar i get the label off like an animal set it aside and kind of and i'll I'll, I'll make a note of it while i'm smoking it like all right because i because i'm trying to think of this so i remember um i started doing this because there was one I would get a lot. And it's not a bad cigar. So no one, no one likes poo on this cigar because I didn't, it didn't speak to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but I got a, it was a Romeo y Julieta. Julieta. Not a bad cigar at all, but and it, it's, a, it's simple, it's mild, easy to get, on, get into, no trouble at all. But I kept confusing it with punch. Which is a bit uh, tends to be a little bit a little bit harsher. Not it's not a very mean cigar, but it's a little bit more brusque, a little rougher. Uh, the smoke is a little more viscous. Um, it, it's heavier. It's just a little bit heavier. And I would get them confused because they both would have like a kind of white and red and gold to their label. Mm-hmm. So I made a point. Like, all right, what am I smoking? And I started go looking at. It, all right, this is what I'm getting. This is what I had. And then I would smoke it, and then I would forget which one did I like. <laughs> and I would have the problem again. <laughs> Um, and it took me a while. Okay, I like punch when I, I, I like punch a little bit better than Romeo Julieta. So I've I've stopped buying Romeo uh, Romeos. 
But not again, nothing wrong with it. It's perfectly fine cigar. It's a little mild for me. Um, but that's when I learned, all right, when I have the cigar, I need to sit down and make a point when I'm unwrapping the label. That's when I remember, am I going to like this? Um, and, and, and so I peel it off. I set it down. I start the cigar. And that's when I'm, because that's when I'm getting the first taste of it, the first sense of it. Now, for better or worse, and I think this speaks to how often I, because at, like, like I said, at most, it's one or two a week. At least it's once a month. Um, that's still significantly more than you do. Mm -hmm. So for me, it makes sense to buy more in bulk. So I think I buy, I probably buy more boxes than you do. And you oh, buy individual probably. sticks because it would be a waste for you mm -hmm. to. Um, so for me, I don't go through as many. I, I will get like one new newbie to try. I'm then get a box of something I like. So I'll get like a couple of things. I'll try this. I haven't had that. So I'll make a note. All right. Do I like this? Like I got, um, what is it? Gurkha, which I, uh, which I think is uh, G-U-R-K-H-A. Got a man with a fez and a big dagger on it. I think they're related to Rocky Patel, but I'm not sure of that. It sounds sure. like it is. It I think, does sound I think like it's the company Rocky Patel. Family. I really liked it, and I thought it was a cool label because it looks like a disco assassin. But, <laughs> um, but and I really liked that one. I made a point of remembering it because of that. Last time I went, I picked and I picked up. Um, oh, I got the box here. These are ones I know I like. They're not super fancy or anything. They're just cigars. Uh, CB Jackson. You see the label here. Oh yeah, I'm familiar with that label. Yeah, you, you'll likely run into it. They're not hard to find. They're not. Um, the box I think was, if I want to, if I'm correct, I got like 16 cigars. It was about 150 bucks, mm -hmm. 125 dollars, something like that. Again, not not incredibly cheap, but it is 16 cigars at once mm -hmm. and a beautiful little box, um, because that's how often I smoke them, and I'm more likely to have like if I it went, not that I'm having people over, but I when I do that i'm like i don't usually smoke by myself i'm usually like i'm gonna have a cigar do you want a cigar no i won't have one either <laughs> <laughs> i uh let's see for me now my preferred method for basically remembering what i like is to save the label well i'll start smoking it mm -hmm. and if i really really enjoy it i will peel the label off after you know like after it gets like when the flame gets right to the label i'm like okay i've made my decision i like this i'm gonna take the label i'm gonna store it somewhere and i know this is mm. the label that i enjoy and that is typically how i tend to remember what i enjoy and eventually i have it enough to where i just know to go in there and ask for it by name mm. now one thing that i've kind of learned in my research is and I didn't know that this was a thing, and, and it's kind of interesting. There are people out there who keep cigar journals. Did you know this, Carlo? No, it makes sense. I mean, people do it with their beer, for wine. I, I did not know there's a such thing as cigar journals, and they basically kind of uh, obviously journal their thoughts on how they feel about the cigar, what type of cigar it was, the name, uh, what type of flavors it had, if it was enjoyable or not. So there are cigar journals out there that you can keep. Now, I've also heard of other methods that were kind of neat where people will keep the notes on their phone and they will use emojis to determine uh, 
how if they like the cigar or not like they might put in there let's say a name that you brought up rocky patel and they may give it a thumbs up or maybe three stars um i know i've heard people who if they don't like it they use the poop emoji <laughs> makes sense so the, I like, emoji, the, the crying emoji if it's yeah really or maybe the sad sucks. face emoji but there are people out there who will do those notes and they what will... if it's got a peach and, a, and an eggplant what does that mean <laughs> <laughs> fuck it i'll do it again I like, damn, that's a damn good cigar right there <laughs> Uh, so that's, uh, you know, people who use those kind of things to kind of remember what they like. And, you know, there are a million different methods to kind of remember what you enjoy. And as long as you kind of do that, that's fine. So I think it's kind of like whatever is easier for you, whether it's keeping it on your phone and using an emoji system or just keeping the label like, like what I do and what Carlo does, that's fine. Or if you really want to get into it and you really, really love it, uh, you know, definitely a cigar journal might be a way to go. So there are different methods as to trying to remember your favorite ones. Because if you're like me, where you're only doing this like four or five times out the year, then it's easy to kind of forget. So you mm -hmm. want some, oh yeah, I remember that one. And you don't want to risk getting something like, wait, I already know I don't like this one. Yeah, definitely. Or you accidentally get the one that you don't like again. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, okay. you pick it up like, did I like this or not? And the bad thing is you're not going to figure it out till you get it home and smoke and like, oh, yep. shit. <laughs> well, that's $15 of nope, still don't that's like it. $15 of shit in my mouth. And you're going <laughs> to smoke it anyway because you spent fucking $15 on it. So, I mean, definitely, definitely want to keep track of what you like and what you don't like uh that's extremely important i think myself but just another added tip okay because not all of us like for me myself i don't have a humidor at home you know no. i i don't i don't have a little box once or anything like that i should but i don't but I have heard, like, let's say you went out and you bought like five cigars, okay? And you're only smoking one and maybe you're gonna smoke the others later, all right? And you don't have a proper way to store it. Now I've heard storing it in Tupperware is actually a good option because it prevents air from seeping in and drying it out. Now I myself have never tried that. But it makes sense mm. because you want to keep it in something that is airtight and that moisture or air is not going to get into to start yeah. evaporating the moisture. But the truth is you can't store it for too terribly long because at some point it will dry out. It's not like something you can keep in there for like a year or two. Yeah, you, you shouldn't keep them that long. Yeah. Um, I suppose I've heard Tupperware is about it. Option. Well, I think that i mean I, I, that's better that's far better than like keeping it in a pocket or if you have like a single cigar tube or something mm -hmm. it's far superior than that because it will keep it it keep it definitely would keep the moisture from escaping but part of preserving cigar is is actually flow of moisture yeah so it's so it's not simply that it just stays the right consistency of moisture um because it'll it'll still like suffuse out and just be in the 
in the Tupperware. Um, in a in a proper humidor, they're not airtight. Uh, usually, sometimes they 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 can be. It's not like that's like that's going to ruin it. But a big part of it is that there is uh, hum- uh, usually a a little pocket of water. Or I use um, mine has basically a sponge mm-hmm. with a humidi- humidify uh, humidity reader, mm-hmm. and the sponge gets filled with distilled water, so it's pure, absolutely clean water, um, so that it keeps to a certain range. So as the air like the air moves through, through the box, and some of that moisture is pulled out, it's replaced in the cigar, rather so it stays so it stays in that same like uh, consistency. Mm-hmm. I don't think it would. It certainly wouldn't hurt it. And I think that would get a cigar. If you're gonna, like, I'm not gonna smoke these for um, probably a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. I think a couple more should be just fine. Yeah. So I've heard of that. I'm just throwing that out there for yeah. you who are. Who I'm are just trying to think of the science of it makes sense. Like yeah, it does make sense, and that you won't get months out of that. But interesting little tips I found in my research. I just wanted to pass that on to to others that that might be a de- decent way to store them if you don't have like a proper. Uh, way to store it at your own house and yeah most of the the walk-ins are going to you're you'll even hear it going off the humidifier in the back and you know that that beautiful smell when as soon as you oh i i love that <laughs> smell when you walk into one and you just oh god that smells so good uh anyway okay so before i start jizzing over here uh, <laughs> carlo let's jump into maybe well, should we, I'm gonna let you decide? Should we jump okay. into what our favorite labels might be, just so people have a an option should they want to try it, or should I jump in and explain why we can't have Cuban cigars? Ooh, um, how about this? Uh, go go for the explanation because it's it's really muddy to me too. So okay. go into let's 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 discuss why Cuban cigars. Well, let's give a quick blurb. The reason Cuban cigars are so touted, mm-hmm. they probably have the longest history of super high quality approach mm-hmm. to cigars, generational family practices of growing tobacco, and it became taboo because we weren't allowed to have them. Yes. They're but- not the only place that make good cigars. Other places make good cigars too, but there is something about, as it was with all things, eventually quality, uh, quality is there, and then there's specificity, and mm-hmm. there's something about a Cuban cigar. There's also something about a Nicaraguan or a Honduranian or any other cigar you can get. There's something about the way they do it mm-hmm. individually, uh-huh. but we're not allowed to have Cubans. Yes. But I think and we let- discuss that, and then we offer alternatives. <laughs> Sounds good. So let's jump into that really quickly. Um, First off, you're not allowed to have Cuban cigars. Um, there is you're a, allowed to have them huh? to an extent. Yes, you you read more about that. So if you want yeah. to tell them about that, go ahead and tell them a little bit about how you can have them to an extent. I'll I'll I'll, I'll let them, I'll give an idea of what the this what you how you get smacked for it. Yeah, the because it doesn't and you explain why it happened because it still doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. There was recently it came up that people were getting excited because you can go to Cuba and because uh, they were dealing with some of the embargo stuff. You can go to Cuba, you can get cigars. And people were like, oh, it's open. I can get buy cigars. No, absolutely not. Uh, it is it is still illegal to obtain. 
uh, to obtain uh, Cuban cigars in America, if you buy some Cuban cigars, it is a $250,000 fine. You get ten year, up to 10 years in prison, plus you get an additional 65000 fine per violation. Depending on uh, how, what, how bad your lawyer is, that could be per cigar or per, per boxes of cigars. It's the law, and it's dumb. Um, what you can do is if you personally go to Cuba, because that what you can get a special travel release, not right now because uh, the pandemic, but before the pandemic, um, you could get a special release to travel to Cuba, and you could uh, you were allowed to buy four hundred dollars worth of Cuban-made products. No more. You cannot get four hundred dollars and a pack of Cuban gum. You're fucked. Four hundred dollars worth of products. No more. One hundred dollars of which can be combined of cigars and alcohol. So again, if you buy $100 uh, worth of cigars and alcohol in Cuba, and then you want to buy a loose cigarette on the side, you go to jail. Well, you don't go to, you go to up to 10 years in prison and $250,000 fine. <laughs> now, let's explain why this has come about. And it's a very simple explanation. Good luck making sense of it. Thank you. <laughs> Cuban Missile Crisis. No joke. Cuban Missile Crisis. So if you are like, I'm a former US history teacher. So this is where the trade embargo comes in. For those of you who are not aware of the history, you're about to get a really good crash course in it. Uh, What happens in the time of the Kennedy administration is Khrushchev, who is the Soviet Secretariat Prime Minister thingy at the time, is sending, secretly sending nuclear missiles to Cuba under the Fidel Castro regime. And what happens is uh, because Castro had recently become communist and had actually made Cuba communist, you know, Russia being the the father of communism here, um, ends up talking Cuba into saying, hey, we're going to send nukes to you. And you're going to build these platforms. And then we're going to point those missiles towards the US. Now, this is a big problem, because if you know anything about geography, Cuba is only 90 miles away from the United States, which if you have an intercontinental ballistic missile that can hit anywhere in the united that could, States. that could just completely just remove a, an american city yeah before any kind of reaction before anyone would know it the city would just be gone no air raid sirens no uh squad like scramble the fighter jets it would just be gone yeah i mean we're 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 doomed after that so what ends up happening is because we were sending spy planes over there and kind of flying through cuba we were able to obtain photographs that showed that they were building these launch platforms and then that they had these Russian nuclear missiles. So Kennedy, uh, being a no-nonsense kind of president, seized Cuba. He sent U.S. destroyers, surrounded Cuba, seized Cuba, said this shit isn't happening. Khrushchev starts sending russian destroyers with nukes on it 
to engage the U.S. And ladies and gentlemen, let me tell you, this is the closest to World War III we have ever been is the Cuban Missile Crisis. Uh, because that was literally, uh, but because U.S. and Russia destroyers were fitted with nukes, and we were going to use them if need be. Uh, we reach an agreement. Khrushchev backs down and sends and calls the destroyers back. Cuba is then rightfully so punished for what they did, and that is, you cannot trade with the u.s and it shows because if, you, if you've ever been to cuba they're still very much you know very old technology uh they don't have a lot of the modern nifty stuff that we have and that's because as long as they are communist and for what they did there's no trading with them and then this is a partnership thing so if you are an ally of the u.s you're also expected not to trade with Cuba, and, and this is part of the punishment. So long story short, this is why we don't have Cuban cigars in the United States. Yes. So there you go, crash course. Now, now that that was 60, 70 years ago? How long ago was this? Um, the Cuban Missile Crisis, Kennedy was around the uh, early 60s, I say. Um, 50 years ago 50s or 60s yeah. 50, like yeah 50 or 60 years ago so now that it was 50 or 60 years ago can we fucking let it go <laughs> no no we can't <laughs> those bastards uh like this is this is why they were this is the whole only reason they signed up for because we we're being we were dicks of <laughs> like, if you ever well, feel like okay. it, come and crush you you say <laughs> that okay but they we weren't dicks to them they were dicks to us about like yeah. we're, we we secretly we point to the missiles at the no US. no that's the we russian the russians did that cuba was like they'll kill us first because we're also communists you dicks like here you can defend yourselves with these missiles oh my god you're giving us nukes shit they can't like take they're like they can't it's not like you would go like no fuck you we don't want to your stupid nukes they're like okay then we kill you all right, Wait, so we die no matter what. Just yeah. to let you know, just to let you know, Cuban Missile yeah. Crisis, uh, 1962, is when that actually occurred. Is in 1962. However, this Odds, is again. Ben, How so? They don't. Okay, so do you remember the whole? Uh, oh God, what was the name? Do they have missiles? Are they are they shooting? Not at anymore. Us? They don't. <laughs> yeah. So what the fuck is the problem? I mean, they still have their. Why own can't I have my rum? They, I want they, my still, they, they still have their own shitty little military, I suppose, but uh, which could not touch us. No, they no, they couldn't. So it's why... not about who has the superior military. It's about hey, you kind of fucked up, but you know what? We, we will. We, you know what we need to do? We need to do our own version of drunken history and just debate this out. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> nope. It just because it, it all comes down to like this was wrong, absolutely, totally. I I guarantee I agree that was wrong, but we can get over it. It's been sixty years. Uh, Come here, you know uh, the Polynesian War. Get over here. Get in there. We're, we're so much fun. We are so. Much fun. <laughs> uh, you can rent us, by the way. <laughs> so, but Carlo, favorite cigars go. Um, hard hard to say uh, for a number of reasons. Uh, so I'll say 
what I'm looking, what, what I reach for, what I'm looking for something. Right now, CB Jackson, I'm probably going to pick up another box of that probably this something later this month if I have any money after holiday shopping. I'm probably going to get CB Jackson for myself. It is a nice, if I am going to do flavors, because we did mention flavors and infusions, I like Acid as a company. They have a lot of really cool flavors. They're all in, they're all infused. So they have like an herbal, rich herbal kind of blend to it, as opposed to being dipped in cognac or something, or having like a sticky syrup just kind of poured over it. Flavor is internal. It's in the tobacco and it smells, they all smell amazing. And they have just a very subtle, not really sweet, just like floral fantasy kind of flavor to them. Absolutely love those. Punch are good every day. Kickoff. And one I did not care for. I'm actually going to include one, something I didn't care for at all. Because I did also mention Rocky Patel's are fun and uh, Gurkha specifically I, I like. I got this Dominican Republic. And this particular one is Pissed Off Kristoff. It's got a little unhappy face in the O of the word Pissed Off. P-I-S-T-O-F-F. So it's also spelled wrong, which offends me. But the main thing is, by Pissed Off, they mean it's dank and burny and... They describe it as deceivingly strong. It's too strong. It just feels like like tire smoke. Hmm. Full flavor cigar with a notable nutty character. Did not get nutty. Spice got pepper. Got like a black pepper spice. Toffee toast and a long sweet finish. No long sweet finish. It's just tacky and I didn't like it. But now this I didn't like it does not mean it's a bad cigar. It means I did not like it. I don't agree with their description of it. Hmm. <laughs> so. Uh, those are some that I, I, I go to regularly. Um, I'm sure I'll be, I'd be called a plebeian for smoking acids or punches or any one of them, actually. There's one, and one the cigar I'm hoping to find again. Oh, shoot. I was going to make a joke. It'll come to you. That crazy Texan guy. Oh, Kinky Freeman? Kinky Freeman. Yes, because he, he, he used to have a brand of cigar. He may still. I haven't found it. I think, no, he it. does still have a brand of cigar, and I've tried it, and I don't know. How did you feel about it? Have you tried I it? I haven't tried it yet. That's oh the thing. Oh, my God. Okay. Every time I go, I was like, there's, at the, the big specs downtown, there's a, there's a sign mm -hmm. that is, you know, was Kinky Friedman on there. God, I wish he had made, he had made governor. Anyways. Um, he would have been the coolest. Uh, for, for context, for non-text people, Kinky Friedman, that, that Kinky Friedman, crazy Jewish cowboy, mystery writer, country western star. Ran, Ran for governor, for governor of Texas. <laughs> One of the most interesting people imaginable. He's he he defies description or explanation. And goddammit, I wish he'd become governor. He, he, I think he would have been a very interesting governor, to say the least. And he has a brand, his own brand of cigars, which I have not found. Because every time I've gone, they said we're supposed to get some, but we never do. And you know, I've had the Kinky Friedman cigar, and. No. Uh, I got to tell you, and I, as much as I love Kinky Friedman, I was not a fan of the cigar. I was like, oh. I was a little underwhelmed. You know, it was, it, I want to say it was even less than mild. It, it didn't have much punch to really? it. Yeah, I, I was not a Kinky, <laughs> Kinky Friedman uh, cigar at all. Uh, but it, it might be a great starter cigar for people then. Yeah, it might be. You no, know, it really might be if you want to. Just making them a dollar some way, somehow. I'm going make them a dollar today. <laughs> Right. And it was, but it was, it was nice for the novelty of it. You know, it really was. But as for loving it, did not love it. Now, to get into some of the ones that I love, I have kind of a, a short list and I'm just going to throw them out there. I am, and you mentioned this, I am a fan of the Romeo and Juliet's or Julietas. 
those are really good if you ask me now there is a cuban version of that which is fabulous but then they also have the ones that you can get here in the u.s which is the uh, dominican version which is pretty good uh it's a nice good mild cigar i think it's also a good starter cigar for a lot of people out there i personally enjoy i am a big fan of the churchills though those are that's a really good label and another one that you might enjoy is Wolfpack. that's a really good one Wolfpack. Well, there's one called Wolfpack, and I, I really enjoy that. And I find most of these also at the same place you go to, uh, that Specs. The other one that I enjoy is uh, Casa Garcia. That is actually a pretty decent smoke, too. Um, that's kind of a, a smaller, lighter, quicker kind of uh, smoke that I really do enjoy. So those are the labels that, that I enjoy, the, the Romeo and Julietas, the uh, Casa Garcia, Wolfpack and Churchill's. Those are kind of my go-to labels. Another one that I really enjoy, but I don't buy it that often because it can be a little pricier than the other ones I've mentioned is Olivia's. I do enjoy the Olivia series. Uh, my brother really liked Olivia's back Olivia's when he smoked cigars. Very he good. Really yeah. I, I really like them. I, I really do like them. Uh, Olivia's are quite nice. And also I feel a cigar that you can't go wrong with is a, is a good Olivia. I'm going to be kind of the opposite of you um, because you mentioned one that you don't like. I'm going to mention one that I don't like, which I kind of already did, but I'm going to mention another one. I'm not a fan of acid. Um, they don't tend to be spectacular. They don't stand out too much. That's mm -hmm. why I liked Gurkha because it was, it was something special. Mm -hmm. Oh, I mean, yeah. And that, that's kind of, that's kind of my list there as to what I kind of enjoy. And if I had to recommend one for a starter, for a starter, mm -hmm. I am going to tell you guys to try the Romeo y Julietas or just the Romeo and Juliet's, either one. If you walked into a, you know, a, a cigar shop and you told them Romeo and Juliet's, they'll know what you're talking about. Or Romeo y Julieta, they'll know what you're talking about. They, they are, I think they would be a very good starter cigar for you. So. It's a great way. And if, and, and if you feel like if you're like me and they don't really do it for you, then just, I don't know if this is a good starter one, but one came to mind. I had to look up the, the producer. It's Alec Bradley's The Black Market, hmm. which is more a medium kind of full flavor one, which was nicer. It's got a, a kind of a rich dark smoke. It kind of like lulls you in. So it feels like it's going to start, it's going to be a little light. Um, and it kind of blooms nicely to me. That's, I remember that one having a, a, a good lasting effect. Actually, I might get myself a bunch of those instead. Hmm. Now I'm just shopping in my head. <laughs> <laughs> so i think we have pretty much covered all the points we wanted to cover for cigars it does evolve like any good hobby um and it is just thoroughly self-indulgent oh absolute oh my god it, it there is nothing better in my opinion than a clear texas night and you're looking up and you're having a cigar and a little drink of some sort, whether it's a whiskey or a cocktail or something like that, which by the way, uh, I mentioned cocktails because uh, this is kind of, I'm not gonna say a, uh, a part one or a part two type of thing. This is kind of a companion show to uh, our next show, which is gonna be about cocktails. So yeah. should you ever go crazy and you're like, I wanna do a cocktail and cigar party, 
Well, you're in luck because we're about to give you uh, a little bit later in our next episode. Some a little bit of philosophy, good... a little bit of uh, a little bit of the uh, approach about the and, and a couple of uh, personal favorite. Since I do have that, uh, I have a, a bit of a bar background, so I can. <laughs> Uh, I've I've checked it with a few people for some tips and tricks to get your home bar set up, and hopefully that'll be useful to y'all. And Carlo is definitely going to be the expert on this episode because uh, he has way more experience, you know, and long time <laughs> experiences, uh, you know, bartender and a barista, or as I also like to call him a a whoreista. <laughs> <laughs> but you, you know, work for tips, man. You gotta you gotta work. You gotta for make tips. that money, dude. It's not like the fucking rent pays itself around here, you know. <laughs> so I don't always condemn like uh, people who are, are strippers and, and and you know people who voluntarily go into sex working because you know I have I have nothing but respect for anyone who can keep a job. Sex work is work. I have and I think it's probably it's easier to respect a sex worker than a, than a barista. Yeah, there as, you a, go. as a former barista, I'm just telling you, like <laughs> we, put, we, we do some nasty stuff. We do. Here's, here's <laughs> your coffee. I wanted a latte. Well, now you got a fucking black coffee. <laughs> no, but, I don't yeah. want decaf. I want the regular blend, but I want you to take the caffeine out. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I imagine you just like the world recently uh, found out about Karen's, but co like coffee jockeys, we knew about Karen. Yeah, <laughs> we knew about. Them. Oh god! I want the hot. I want the cold tea, but I want it hot. It's the same tea, ma'am. I made it. We make it hot, then we add ice. No, no, no. I want you to heat up the iced tea. It's better. One, okay. it's not true. It's not true. It's worse if you do that. <laughs> and I can make you the same tea. I made the tea. I know what it is. I fucking work here. <laughs> oh my god, people are so special. But yes, definitely tune into our next show, which is going to be all about you know uh, cocktails, and maybe you can combine the two and have a a good time with that. You know, cigars and cocktails. That's always a nice idea. Um, but and maybe we can do this now. I will say this, Carlo, and maybe you can put it up on on some of our you know social media platforms WikiHow, out of all places WikiHow actually had a pretty good guide as to first time how to's for cigars really yeah and maybe we can post that on on there that way people can look at some of the interesting different types of cigars and the shapes and what certain things are called and and it was kind of a really good how to um so maybe we'll be posting some of that that way for those of you who are curious can go to our site and be like "Ooh, that's kind of neat and we'll start getting some more content on there because god knows we need to and <laughs> true you know and just kind of start uh going from there cool. so I need to put something on our on our social media. We have a social media. We should need yes, we we should be we should be somewhat more present. So I guess we should start posting the stuff we talk about, right? <laughs> and and next week's episode when we're doing the cocktails is just going to be photos of me and Carlo drunk because that's kind of uh... <laughs> God knows there's a lot of photos of that floating around. <laughs> oh yeah, true facts. <laughs> so until next time, I'm Vada. I'm Carlo. And you've been listening to VCR. You've been listening to VCR. Creative content by Richard Christopher Vada and Carlo Manuel Magana. 
The logo, created by Richard Christopher Vara, with assistance from Annie Ramirez. The theme song is The Messenger by Silent Partner and can be found on YouTube Music Library. You can follow us on our social media platforms, such as Twitter and Instagram, at The VCR Show. You can also email us your thoughts, comments, and concerns to thevcrshow at gmail.com.